So, um, okay. Who's Zaddy Tolkien, which Daddy I love. Tolkien. Um, I can go on and on and on. So I hope you're. Well, I was like keeping. I hope you are buckled in and ready for this. Well, I was a wild ride. <laughs> Baby daddy. I know. <laughs> uh, welcome back, cuties, to Queen's Quest and Tropes. Uh, we are very excited that you're joining us for episode four as we like to say, chapter one, because um, that means you liked our prequel enough to listen to us again. So, <laughs> I am Alyssa, and I'm joined with my bookmate, Molly, where today we're going to talk about one of my very personal favorite, Zaddy Tolkien. So <laughs> literally, fantasy's baby daddy. Fantasy's baby daddy, J.R.R. Tolkien, a religious man who I'm sure would appreciate that. <laughs> I would join the church of Tolkien, to be honest. Like if that was a church, that's probably the only church I would join. I think you, I think it is a church and I think you've championed it. Like, I think you are in charge of the church. I coined it just now. I now. That's me. I, I agree with you. That's probably the only major religion that I would ever consider joining again. I want to get like, like an outfit with like the um, little, the pastor collar and then oh, yeah. like preach about Tolkien on the streets. Well, you can preach about it right now on this podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so let's do that. It's kind of already touched on like my love for Tolkien and how I got introduced to Lord of the Rings at the ripe age of eight years old and have been obsessed ever since. I tend to read the books, the trilogy and The Hobbit, at least like once a year. Um, there was a little bit there, but I didn't read them once a year and it made me very sad. Um, <laughs> at this point, I just know it inside and out. Um, but I also, which was mentioned before, I have several Lord of the Rings tattoos and a Hobbit tattoo. Um, essentially, I've got like smog. I've got a quote in Elvish down my spine. I've got Narsal on my hip with the tree of Gondor. I've got the evening star. Um, is that all I have? One, two, three, four. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like there are more, but I guess that is like five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I've got five. Okay. But my next one that I'm getting, um, that I just scheduled my session for is I'm getting the map of Middle Earth on my thigh. So it's going to go with like, that's right. Um, Narsal and the tree of Gondor. And it's going to be like a, a half thigh piece, if you will. There's going to be the whole map of Middle Earth. And so and that'll be good. Um, cause I have an obsession. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I am planning on getting a smog, the same smog that you have coincidentally, but that's going to go on my forearm. Um, that will be my first bookish tattoo. I have like 13 tattoos, but that will be my first bookish tattoo, which I feel really? like is fitting. Yeah, I don't actually have any. I don't actually have any bookish tattoos, which is really shocking considering. I also, I want to do the to the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered, but that's a lot. It's like a not a lot of text, but it's like an awkward amount of text. Yeah, Um, I don't think so. I think it'd be fine if you just put it in the right spot. So I've got like quite a bit of text, so I think it'd be fine. It just, yeah, I guess you just have to have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my first one will be smog because I also got into Lord of the Rings at, I also have said this prior, if you listen to our prequel 
I, it was probably the first, it was definitely the first fantasy series I read. Maybe I read like the Narnia series first, but like I have <laughs> the same recollection of like reading them at 10. Yeah. And I just got so into them. I was like immediately obsessed. I can remember watching the movies for the first time. Oh, and yeah. I also just remember I felt like such a grown up because I felt like it was such a grown up book. And I really, oh, yeah. I remember I felt like I was so cool because I was like, yeah. I'm 10 and I'm reading Lord of the Rings. Yes, I was really fun to be around. As I've well. seen literally, but I was like the exact same way. And like, I didn't even think about me feeling like an adult by doing it, but I just remember like it was kind of creepy with the orcs. And like, I obviously yeah. watched The Fellowship first before reading the books because I was so young. Yeah. Um, I might've even watched, um, no, I think I read them after the fellowship. I like convinced my mom to let me read them, even though she thought I was like still a little too young. Um, but it literally was like, I know something that everyone else doesn't know. And it's like this really cool fantasy. I've read, Hmm. I don't know how many times I've read them. I feel like I, I, instead of picking up the trilogy to reread, I pick up the Hobbit. Cause then that's just, it's, you know, just the one. So I feel like I lean towards the Hobbit almost a little bit more. Cause I will just pick that one up and reread sometimes. Like if I have insomnia, I'll just be like, let me grab the Hobbit. So also, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, you're fine. Um, reading wise picking up, I think I always pick up return of the King first. Okay. I love that book movie wise though if I'm just wanting to watch one of them and not all three of them I'll put on like two towers same I'll put on two towers if I'm not gonna watch all three I will put on two towers it's the better one it's so good and also like there's enough of a conclusion at the end of two towers because they defeat Sauron at least so it kind of feels like ends the and the ends Mm -hmm. I love the ends they're in that one primarily and that is why we love it love to see it um yeah I think like part okay so like one of my favorite um things about Lord of the Rings in general is just the idea of an epic quest that's what brought us to modern fantasy and the idea yeah. of a quest was the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings like it yes. just formed all quests for us it wasn't primarily like romantically motivated it wasn't like you know a whole lot of smut which we know we love our smut but like it wasn't sure. focused around that yeah it really was just a telling of like an epic quest and like good versus evil yeah. um and you see so much today with um all the different like fantasy novels movies shows on how they pull from either yep. the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, like we just mentioned before with the dragons and, you know, the Battle of the Bastards and the Game of Thrones. And yep. um, I feel like time and time again, I'm like, ooh, I know that concept already. And like, it, it just really pulls from that. And I, I, even with like Harry Potter, the idea mm -hmm. of like a friend group defeating evil, yep. like you have a ring bearer, you've got like the cursed destined one, like you've got yeah, your you've got, like the funny one, you got your Sam, yeah. it's like the funny best friend. And yes. got, yeah. And like Hermione's obviously like Gandalf, like she's the one that knows like, can do everything. So <laughs> Ron is Samwise Gamgee. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Harry's Frodo, sometimes a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But no, Samwise is my favorite all day. Speaking of Samwise, I'll use that as a, as a pivot here. 
have you seen i think you saw you commented like there was the meme if you can call it a meme and someone was like wait if samwise gamgee was able to carry frodo up the last part of the mountain and the ring didn't affect him that means the ring doesn't understand transitive property which (laughs) which meant they could have put the ring on a mouse and then just carried the mouse the whole way there literally i was dying dying Just the Dying. sense the ring doesn't understand transitive property. property. And you're like, you're right. Like, <laughs> but it really did set the map for so many fantasy, both novels and then also the films. Like the films then went on to raise the bar for fantasy films, just like the books changed the face of fantasy. And really, in my opinion, defined the hero's quest. Like every other book that I can think of that has a hero's quest like that, it came after Tolkien. Oh, for sure. And, like, the movies themselves. So, like, one thing that I love is that they filmed all three movies, like, simultaneously in New Zealand. They were there for, like, two to three years and just filmed it all at the same time. Instead of, like, you know, now we film one and then they come back a year or so later and film the second one. Then they come back a year or so later and film the third one. Like, they were like, nah, let's do it all right now. And then we'll just split up the editing and the release dates of them later. And so it's like, you kind of get this feel of all of it happening yes. so quickly and at the same time which is what it was like in the book right so right. like it really like reflects that in the movies of there isn't a long time in between it isn't like end of one season then you come back six months later and it's the next season or a year right. later or whatever it's all happening back to back to back to back even though it's in separate movies and yep. I thoroughly enjoy that they did it that way um also, like all of the actors in that movie are fantastic, obviously, yeah. but that also filming it in in one big thing also probably drove, I can imagine, like insane bonds between that cast. Uh, oh, so yeah. you get like a growing relationship from movie to movie. Like if this was happening in real life and as they progressed like with one another, if you will. Yeah, well you get that same um, relationship coming through. You know that um um Billy and uh dom like they have a podcast now like mary and pippin have a podcast now and they kind of go into that um a bit about like all of the bonds that they formed and like how close they all were and they kind of talked about how like even which i love this but how like the hobbits were closer than like than they were with the elves they were closer (laughs) to each other like they all kind of like formed like close relationships with their like own people too which was fun they were like Yeah, they were like, well, I mean, Orlando, like, hung out with us all the time, but, like, you know, they just, like, went into, like, how everyone kind of stuck with their own people, but also were so close. But the podcast is called The Friendship Onion, so if you want to check it out, it's, you know, I listen to it on Spotify, and it's really great. Um, What do you think, so from the events of The Hobbit all the way through the end of Return of the King, what is your favorite storyline or scene? And if it's different between the books and the movies... I would agree with you because mine are different. <laughs> okay, so um, growing up when I was little, mm-hmm. I I feel like there's a young Alyssa answer to this and an adult Alyssa answer to this. Okay, so, I, I have two different. So like, yeah, tell me the um, most. So when I was little, I was obsessed with Arwen. Like she was so pretty. Liv Tyler's gorgeous, um, yeah. and she represented this like I can do anything on my own princess who's beautiful. We can make the water horses show up and like also fight and do bad shit, like badass shit and like 
marry the man of her dreams and I'll be Gucci, right? I yeah. love her so much. Um, so their like whole story of um, Aragon and Arwen was like when I was younger, my favorite. Um, you mean the broody, morally gray, <laughs> dark-haired character was your favorite? <laughs> Shocker! Is that a, um, you know, is that just a little hint, hint at what I'm going to be like when I'm older? Yes. Um, <laughs> but that is exactly what it was. Um, now as an adult, I really appreciate the story of Samwise. Like, yeah, he's, his story alone of just like, um, he was a scared little like gardener who was friends with Frodo, but like had never ventured outside of the Shire further than, you know, the garden. And then to making it all the way to Mordor, to Mount Doom, to help destroy the ring and like evade everything and overcome all of his fears to do that. I love that because it shows yep. his strength and the power of like his friendship and like just the power of friendship in that. Also, Ewan, like yeah. the, the original feminist in fantasy, I feel like I am no man phrase that is, uh, taught, which we'll get more into that in the next chapter, but like that, <laughs> that's my adult favorite storyline. Yeah. I think as a kid, I, I think it was also Eowyn pretty much. Like I immediately just like that. I am no man is so iconic and Mm -hmm. just immediately like gives you goosebumps. It's so good. I'm like right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like right now (laughs) I have always loved that. I think I have had a growing appreciation as well for Samwise as I've gotten older because you start to realize like he just all of his core principles that drove him as a person and just how loyal he was. And also let's not forget Frodo at the end, like sailed off on that whole little, like a raft, which like it was an allegory for death. Um, they all basically like went to the afterworld because they'd carried the rings. Undying lands. Yeah. Right. So I was like heaven, I guess. Yeah. Christian plug Tolkien. Um, yeah, I don't know. But Samwise just got to, like, live out the rest of his existence with the girl of his dreams in the Shire, eating five meals a day. Well, and if we're talking about, like, the book version, they went back to the Shire and had to over- overcome all of that. Yeah. And, like, the Shire was overrun and in slavery, essentially. And, like, they, in the movies, they kind of hinted that. They showed the, like, yeah. foreboding when they're with Gladriel of, like, looking at every, the Shire being on fire and them all being, yep. like, and then they don't go into it at all in the movies, which I understand. There's, like, a whole lot you yeah. can't go into in the movies. But, like, in the yeah. books, they do have to go and, like, win back the Shire before they're able to live there. And then, essentially, Sam, like, stays to help run everything. He, like, becomes mayor for a little yeah. bit. And then, like, marries Rosie and pops out kids. And then whenever Rosie dies, he gets on a raft and also goes to the Undying Lands with Master Frodo. Like, it, yeah. Sam yeah, <laughs> all day. So I think... For me, it was pretty much always Eowyn, which has only now remained true. But I think as an adult revisiting it, I have more a continuing appreciation for Samwise, which I didn't have right. as a kid. For yeah. Sure. Makes sense. Um, also, Orlando Bloom was one of my childhood crushes. Um, so uh-huh. <laughs> really liked it like this. Although he was my childhood crush, not in Lord of the Rings, but in Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. He, he had dark he had dark hair and dark yeah. hair yeah <laughs> so uh, i agree with that um i love it did yeah. i tell you about the time that i stumbled upon the hobbit cafe in houston no 
Okay, this is one of the greatest moments. Stumbled upon? So, obviously, okay. you know, with work, I, like, travel for work, and I'm in a new city pretty much every day, and, like, yep. just go all around all the time. I was in Houston, and I landed, like, hours before I had to be at the customer site um, for a repair. So, I was like, I'm just going to go, like, find some food yeah. here close to the office, and then I'll go in. Well, I, like, looked on my Apple map and saw a sushi place. So I started driving towards the sushi place out of literally out of the corner of my eye. I see this wooden sign. I turn, it says the Hobbit cafe. I whip into that parking lot <laughs> so fast, like screaming tires, like cut across traffic. It was a left turn, whipped in there, went upside. It was literally like noon or like 1 PM. I walk in like out of breath, excited. And there's like, Lord of the Rings memorabilia everywhere. There's oh my God. Know, all sorts of like costume stuff, pictures, all sorts of things. I'm like hyperventilating. And I asked to sit at the bar. Their bar like isn't open, but they let me sit there. But because I'm like by myself and um, <laughs> I asked like literally every server, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Like, do you actually like Lord of the Rings or do you just work here? Like there's not a wrong answer. I just need to know. I just need to know. I need to know. And they're looking at me like the psycho lady at the bar. Like what the hell? And so finally this guy comes behind the bar and I like strike up a conversation and we're kind of talking about Tolkien in general and like how he formed, like how he kind of started with um, school and how he studied languages and formed like, you know, at least 13 different languages for the Lord of the Rings alone, not to mention other writings. And we kind of like go into more so Lord of the Rings stuff. And turns out it's like the original owner's son who now like runs everything. And he was like, so actually like we kind of had turned into just like a cafe who has Hobbit theme, Hobbit Lord of the Rings themed things. But I kind of want to get it back to like its roots. If you would come back after you're done working, I want to form like a trivia and like, you can help me like form these things. Oh my God. Have free dinner. And they like gave me a t-shirt. Naturally I went back and helped. Of course. Out of the goodness of my heart. And, um, <laughs> and they like gave me like a burger and a free t-shirt that has smog on it. And it says the hot cafe. It's like, if you're ever in Houston, that's your number one stop. Okay. Go to the Hobbit cafe. Alyssa <laughs> helped them with their Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> No, 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 trivia. Yeah, they're yeah. wondering trivia brought to you. Trilogy trivia. By yours truly. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. One of my greater moments in life, if I do say so myself. Incredible. And it was funny because a couple of the like servers who actually enjoy it came over and chimed in on the conversation too. And they're like, we don't normally get yeah. people who like care. And I'm like, oh, I care. Oh, oh, oh I uh, care. Question, well, the question that irks Alyssa to no end why in our age group is Harry Potter or Game of Thrones significantly more popular than Lord of the Rings? You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about this question. So like they were, they were coming out movie wise, not too far apart. Obviously Tolkien yeah. was way before Harry Potter, but um, yeah. movie wise, they were being released pretty simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and I essentially read Harry Potter around the same time I did Lord of the Rings, but like, and I, I love HP, don't get me wrong, but um and not anything in compared to my love for Lord of the Rings. And so like, I just don't understand with our age group who kind of grew up with the same movies, like obviously HP drug Mm -hmm. out longer than Lord of the Rings, but like, why is it so much more popular? Like why are more people drug in, like just consume me and like, don't really care about Lord of the Rings. I I think I can answer that. I think I can answer that. So I'm about to get, I'm going to put my glasses on because it's about to be real nerdy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm so 
Lord of the Rings is high fantasy and Harry Potter's low fantasy. For those who don't know the difference, I recently learned. So high fantasy is when it is an entirely other universe created from scratch. Right. It it does not take place on earth as we know it. It doesn't take place in America or England or whatever. It's an entirely new universe. And there's often other languages involved, but that's the primarily the main distinction between if it's high fantasy is there's a brand new universe being made from scratch. Okay. Low fantasy is the magical or fantasy additions to our existing universe. Okay. So Harry Potter's low fantasy, because it takes place in London, it is in England, it's in presumably like it takes place in 2000 or 1995 or whenever, you know, you know, they go to King's Cross. That's a real place in London. Like it's low fantasy because it is fantasy that's integrated into our existing universe. As we were growing up and being like developmental, Harry Potter was coming out and there's probably a lower barrier not a lower barrier to access, but I think more people, more people our age were probably able to like see themselves in it. And it was probably easier for them to imagine it and get caught up in the universe mm-hmm. because it was low fantasy, not high fantasy. I guess that makes sense because like with the low fantasy concepts, like it does seem like it could be happening right around the corner. Like everyone waited for their Hogwarts letter. Everyone right. was ready to be involved, like and jump on the station at nine and three quarters and like Whereas, right. you know, realistically, you can't, like, stroll into Rivendell. One does not simply right. walk into Mordor. And so, like, I guess I understand right. that. <laughs> and, like, I'm not, like, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, too. So I'm not dissing Harry Potter when I say this, and I'm not dissing Harry Potter fans. But it just, I think there's just more mass appeal because it's not simpler. That's the wrong word. There's obviously Harry Potter's. More realistic. People, but it's, like on the more realistic end of fantasy. So it's easier for people who maybe aren't necessarily fantasy fans to get into it. Because a lot of people who like Harry Potter don't like any other fantasy stuff. That's true. They only like Harry Potter. And I think it's because of very like, it's about as relatable as fantasy can be. I guess that's true. Um, I still... Still kind of... Whether that's justified, I don't know. I won't... (laughs) You can be... Like, I guess it's okay. I guess I get it. I'm kind of upset that, like, technically Disney owns Lord of the Rings and, like, they haven't made a Lord of the Rings, like, world for us to go to like they made for Harry Potter. And I think that's really where my, like, irking stems from is that, like, I can't go to the Shire and Universal Studios or, like... Get eight different kinds of potatoes. Yeah, like, I can't breakfast and, you know, I, I just, I can't go to the Prancing Pony like I can go... And get, get a butter beer. beer. Yeah, and I like that's really what where I'm where it's stemming from. My <laughs> resentment stemming from. But I that does make sense because it is like I I will agree. There's a lot of a lot of people I know specifically that can get into um, Harry Potter or um, like the Minx. Is that what they're called? Um, fantasy where it's like the fairies and they like they just made a Netflix show about it, but they're like books and stuff. I um, love that one. It's pretty good, pretty good. Um, but like, it's it's real time. But then, alongside everyday life, is this like magical school where fairies train their magic, pretty much. Got it. Um, well, but- yeah. And then we were all. I think it just hit people where also. I think what it is that's huge is another thing that not only the high versus low fantasy, but the characters in Harry Potter were our age. It's true too. We grew up with them. We grew up with them and like everybody was 10 and they were like, wait, am I going to get my letter? I'm 10, but Lord of the Rings is like all grown ass men. 
Which right, like, right. Like Aragorn's like that. 90 years old during the trilogy. Right. He's like got his extra long life. Like Bilbo Baggins had his 117th birthday or whatever. Right. So um, I think that's another huge thing is like it was this. So people just immediately were like, oh, I'm 10. It, not only was it like more believable, quote unquote, but also the characters are the same age as us. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. I just, I just, I <laughs> am in the Lord of the Rings world. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I read Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, like I'm in awe and how Tolkien could like create this intricate universe from like scrap. I feel the same yeah. way about Sarah J. Bass a lot of the times, but like yeah. literally like the, like the languages, the songs, the riddles, the storylines in general like everything that he put together it can't be touched in this book it literally is just so intricate and like amazing and I can't and like Tolkien himself obviously I don't know did you which I had known this before the movie came out but did you watch the Tolkien movie with like Lily Collins in it and stuff I did it I know it came out but I feel like no one saw it I watched it like several times but I of course knew everything that was in it before but I also love Lily Collins I think she's beautiful and fabulous but um, essentially it goes through like Tolkien's life, how he was poor and was on scholarship to, um, why am I drawing a blank on the university in England? Yes. To Oxford on scholarship. And he studied languages, not even like writing or literature. He wanted to form his own languages. And he said that, um, he quoted that he like forms languages from a melody in his head so he like hears the melody and then writes the words and like the languages um and then essentially he gets drafted into the war and this is where kind of which this is all kind of speculation he never confirmed or denied but kind of like hint hint confirmed you know what i mean yeah essentially his um his whole idea of the hobbit came when he was in the military with his friends from oxford so like most of his friends from oxford died in the war and so hence with like the dwarves like he's essentially bilbo and he went to the school with rich people like the dwarves and like they accepted him and became his friend and then they go off into this war or to fight smog and many of them die Guys, you can't see my face right now because this is a podcast but i had no idea and my jaws like wide open and so essentially that's where his whole whole formation of the hobbit came from was that and then it said that um the lord of the rings the four hobbits are based off his children because he had four mm. children that and makes sense like he formed that one later and a journey of life and good versus evil um, while was- he was watching his children grow up which kid did he base frodo on because that kid <laughs> is a little bitch <laughs> I would like to believe he based Samwise off of his son Chris, just because, only because his son Chris is the one that's kind of taken He's all the of one his who writing has and had publishing. Together. Yeah, and so I'm like, you a good one, and so you're Samwise. <laughs> yeah, you are a loyal, helpful person. So, have you uh, really researched or like gone on any Reddit hole dives like I have about like fan theories with Tolkien? with Lord of the Rings? I haven't, but you know how I feel about a good theory. <laughs> okay, so one of, <laughs> I've gone through many, many uh, okay, credit. Okay, fill me in. So one, um, and also I can't accredit any of them because this was like years ago and I don't remember my Reddit scrolling. So if you know who made this theory, tell us. Okay, but one of the theories um, was that the Eagles were supposed to fly them all to Mordor all along. Um, so essentially the theory is that that was Gandalf's plan the whole time. They just needed to get 
to the other side of the mountain for the eagles to like pick them up. So when he was fighting Balrog and was falling and said, fly you fools, he really meant take the eagles to Mordor, like don't walk there. And they just didn't catch on. They thought they were, they, he was telling them to run away and they didn't take them and then they walked the whole way. That would make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And also, that's a much better plan. Right. I, well, I've heard <laughs> ever. People have been like, why didn't they just take the eagles? The eagles obviously could save Gandalf. Like, why didn't they take them? And apparently, he was trying from this fan theory, uh, which would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Would they have been <laughs> seen, though? Hmm? Would they have been seen, though? Because that was the other thing about walking into Mordor, though. Like, I feel like the eye would have seen them if they came swooping in on an eagle. True. Um, but would it have mattered if they were moving fast enough to just like swoop in, fly, swoop do, in a, do a drive-by, drop the ring and keep exactly. going? Yeah. Like you don't even have to get onto the little like walking out ledge with that at that point. You can drop the ring from the eagle. The diving board of Mount Doom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you don't have to have that whole thing to be avoided. You just drop it off the eagle and go. Um, huh. but I don't know. But I, I would have been that theory. a book if... Uh, they would have taken the Eagles. Yeah, it would have been a less interesting book, but a more sound plan. Mm-hmm. But also- but that's fantasy. Like, that's fantasy, you know? <laughs> yeah, and on Tolkien's whole play of like, I am no man, so he has a woman kill the Witch King. Um, you can't walk into Mortar, and one simply does not walk into Mortar, so let's fly. Yeah. I feel like plan. that would have worked. <laughs> it would have worked. It would have worked, for sure. Especially if you were just like doing a drive-by. Um, one of my other favorite ones- uh, so okay it's a little dark and morbid but you know my true crime junkie heart loves it so yep. um we know frodo's parents were killed in a boating accident that yep. gets one of the fan theories is that smeagol actually killed them <gasps> because oh. um he was trying to get the ring back from bilbo so baggins shire he found the baggins killed them oh oh my god yeah. The other one with that is that um, the mother tried to kill the father and pushed him off the boat and he pulled her in with them and neither of them could swim and they drowned. So both a bit morbid, um, some murder. Damn. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't, I feel like it would, I feel like it's the Smeagol one. I know. It would make a lot of sense. It would make they? a lot of sense. It would make a lot of um, sense. So that's when they were like Shire, Baggins. Yeah. Fan theories are, are great. Fan theories are some of the best things to come out of literature. Literally. Uh, and then there's the whole cannibalism one, too. Oh, casual. <laughs> I mean, you know, I always felt like that was the one thing missing from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> cannibalism. Okay. Tell me yeah. more. Um, no, so there's a theory that Wormtongue uh, was cannibal and essentially like ate hobbits. There's a one point where Sauron's like, I don't, don't want to say taunting, but like kind of ominously talking about Wormtongue um, killing hobbits and pretty much saying that he's been hungry. So hinting at he killed those hobbits and ate them and now he's hungry again. So he's going to kill these other hobbits and eat them. Um, So that's the whole uh, cannibal aspect of that. 
Well, we will come back, I'm sure, to Tolkien many times. I have so many, so many more thoughts, but I think (laughs) in terms of it really got us to where we are. And I think you and I are both sitting here hosting a bookish podcast because Mm -hmm. we got into Lord of the Rings. Yeah, for sure. And I think questions to ponder for the audience that if you just want to send in your thoughts, um, one, why did or didn't you like Harry Potter more than Lord of the Rings? My other never ending question what happened to the Entwives? What happened to the Entwives? We don't know. If you got any ideas on that one, let us know too. Um, they're lost and I would like to find them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know. I, it's the one thing that I've sometimes literally lost sleep over the fact that there is no action. Like Tolkien didn't leave behind any explanation for what happened to the Entwives. I need Chris, Chris, Chris Tolkien, if you're listening to this podcast, I need you to just like come out, let us know. At Chris Tolkien. Like, I don't know if homie's got social media, but like. (laughs) What happened to the Entwives? All right. Well, let us know all of our contact information, our handles, our email, all that good stuff is going to be in the description. Until the next chapter, Bookmates and Cuties, we will talk to you later. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.